Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in today. I have a message that Wayne I hope is going to challenge you, but also is going to make you want to have more of Jesus in your life. That said, I hope that the topic is not going to make you roll your eyes because I want to talk about something today that is not something we've seen a lot of actually since March 2020, and, and that is actually enthusiasm. And now I get it, you know, the thought of enthusiasm today in our lives just seems kind of insensitive, maybe naive, or even a little unrealistic. But really, you know, the overall sentiment that people are carrying today is kind of at best a cautious optimism. But hear me out for a second. Don't dismiss enthusiasm because it makes you think about motivational speakers and pep rallies. Enthusiasm is actually way bigger than some kind of forced happiness. If you look back to the word's original meaning in Greek, there's actually a lot more going on than just simply emotion. Enthusiasm actually comes from the Greek word entheos, which translates to in God, or being possessed by God, or being filled with God's Spirit. Being filled with God's Spirit should definitely resonate with us apostolics. So for the next few minutes, anytime I say the word enthusiasm, don't think about, you know, rah-rah speeches or calls for unrealistic positivity. Instead, I want you to think about closeness with God and closeness to His heart. Now, when you think about someone who is close to God's heart, there is someone in the Bible that immediately comes to mind. The Bible calls David a man after God's own heart twice, and he did earn that calling. Only David actually would ignore the, the dread of his fellow Israelites and people around him and just run at a giant with just a slingshot and some stones. David was clearly operating out of entheos. So how can we face our giants with that same kind of vigor? How can we have the same enthusiasm, the same entheos that David had? And the most important thing, how do we keep from forgetting our source of enthusiasm? The answer is actually surprisingly simple. We trust God with every one of our needs. The one thing that has really surprised me actually in this last year, uh, you know, especially since last March, is how people do not trust God in either the small or even the big things, even though COVID has shown us that absolutely nothing is under our control. Trust in a loving Heavenly Father is still not even the go-to option. Instead, what is the go-to option is exactly the same reaction of dread that the Israelites had to their standoff with Goliath. But there is a solution. The way through the giants of life is that we position ourselves to always be seeking His guidance, always be seeking His help, always be seeking His presence so that our life is a daily walk with God. As much as people may try to engage with uh, you know, positive thinking, in or in God can't happen if we don't make God central to every aspect of our lives. And here's the best part. Even if He is part of our lives now, you can still have more. You cannot outserve. you cannot out-love God. There is no limit on entheos. And as you invite more of God into your life and into you, the more you can face the challenges of life with enthusiasm. Treat enthusiasm as a form of worship. When we understand God as the source of all good things in our lives, we contain the ability to bless and thank Him for all that He has done. But wait a second, you know, now you might be seeing some challenges with this because, you know, it's the challenges that challenge our enthusiasm. But there are several examples in the Bible of people who, you know, lost their enthusiasm and it didn't, you know, they didn't even actually even realize it. And David is actually one of them. We read in 2 Samuel 11 and 1 that David stayed home during the season when other kings went off to war, which is the exact opposite of what we saw him do when he faced Goliath. As God's servant, he ran out with excitement without even wearing any armor. And that's the thing. When we look at David, you would not have predicted that, you know, this hero of the faith, a, a man close to God's heart, would actually end up so far from God that he would ignore his royal duties. You know, that he would have an affair with a married woman and have his lover's husband killed. 
And this is the challenge that we face. And it's in fact a, a very sad thing because it is surprisingly easy to lose your enthusiasm. Why is that? Because life can make it very simple to forget where it comes from. And even though forgetting God is easy, it has some very unfortunate consequences because you end up walking away from His calling on your life and, and miss out on His blessings. And look, we've all been there in one way or another in the last year. We've all lost some semblance of control over our lives. You know, what we thought we had a handle on is now in kind of a free fall. And this is just, you know, everyday struggles like parenthood, like your kid's not doing well at school or your car is having issues or maybe there's been another rejection or maybe your job is sucking the life out of you. Maybe instead of trying to, you know, solution our lives out continually, we should just figure out why there's an empty vessel and why it is not infilled with entheos. What if you have become too relaxed in prioritizing God to be the biggest part of your life? How do you get back there? How can we again listen to God's voice and go back to the former things, the former victories, the former enthusiasm? Well, if we look at David, we see that after he acknowledged his serious mistakes, the very first thing that he did was apologize. We read in Psalm 51 about David's repentant heart, and it says this in Psalm 51, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. He asked God to clean out his heart and, and renew his spirit. He realized that the more that he looked to himself, the more selfish and self-destructive he was. So much so that he cared more about his lust than another man's life. On the other hand, the more he looked to God, the more he was able to become the enthusiastic shepherd boy who fearlessly took down Goliath to save his nation. He realized that he must become less so God be could become greater. Now, if you have a, a good, healthy, committed relationship with someone, you learn very quickly how to apologize because all good relationships will reveal in you the things that need improvement. Things we have felt in the last few months like you know, hurt, fear, anxiety, and stress can be the very feelings that make us neglect our Heavenly Father. And maybe now you know, we're starting to have some semblance of that cautious optimism. Now would be actually a good time to self-examine and determine whether or not we should ask our Heavenly Father for forgiveness. Maybe we should apologize for the times that we tried to practice our own agency in situations without Him. Even though some of us have had ample time lately, it may have also been a time where we have neglected our time with God, where things like Netflix or cleaning your entire house, you know, they've become more important and have gotten more attention than spending time with Him. And the good news is that the way forward is actually not hard at all. We need to reconnect, repent, and refocus on Him. Not because you're a bad person, but because we recognize our part and our role in our relationship with Him. And like most things in life, the more you invest into it, the more enthusiastic you get. So the more you invest into God, the more enthusiastic you're going to get, the more entheos you become. And the more infilled you are with His presence, the more enthusiasm you have to face the giants and run into battle with confidence. God has told us to come to Him when we're weary. When we do, He'll restore to us the joy of our salvation. And there's a huge benefit associated with enthusiasm because the more in theos I become, the less my imperfect self has power over my life. And that's why it says in 1 John 3.30, He must become greater, I must become less. He must become greater. Why? 
because the creator of the universe, you know, may just be able to handle things a little better than I can. Could it be too that the more in theos you become, the more effective, the more efficient, and the more valuable you'll become not only to yourself, but to those around you? I think the answer to that is yes. Based on the heroes of faith we see in the Bible, the answer is an absolute yes. David was not the only one who discovered the importance and power of enthusiasm either. Hebrews chapter 11 gives us a list of the people that are called our crowd of witnesses, our proof of people that were so filled with God's presence that they could not help but spill him all over the earth. And in doing so, they literally changed the course of history from Noah to Abraham to women like Rahab. These heroes of the faith had actually three characteristics in common. First, they were the unlikely choice. Second, they endured significant difficulty. And third, they were full of God and Theos. While these are great examples for us, we have one more example we absolutely need to strive to follow. Jesus. Jesus endured the cross because his eyes were fixed on the joy before him. And what was this joy? To do the work of his Father. And what was his reward? To be with his Father. And how did he endure? By keeping his eyes on his Father. Like David, Jesus trusted God daily, and he walked with God daily, and he worshiped God daily. Jesus was in Theos. So then, why should we live with enthusiasm? Because we're also in Theos. We are by God, for God, and in God. He is our motivation and our destination. He is our endurance and our reward. We are enthusiastic because God made the unlikely choice to put us into his perfect story. And when we live this way, the story gets so much better and the the crowd of witnesses actually gets so much bigger too. Run into battle today. Understand that despite what the world is saying, your story, our story does not have to be authored by us. You can be part of a story that is guaranteed to have a happy ending. Let's pray together today. Lord, today we choose to focus on you because despite what we're facing today, we do not want to forget how exciting it is to run towards your calling. We ask right now that you will ignite our passion for you so that you will fill us with your presence and your glory. Help us to become disciplined in our time with you. Help us to not neglect or trade our time with you for something of less value. Today we reject the things that steal our joy, that steal our peace. And we declare today that you are greater. You are worth more than these temporal distractions. Lord, we trust you because you are the good in our lives. Show me how to walk alongside of you every single day through the good and the bad. And above all, Lord, guide me and lead me to a life where I can become less so that you can become more. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Walk today with confidence knowing that Christ is in you, in Theos. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you all in person very soon. God bless.